Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. At the beginning, this reminder of what we were up to here on God Is. We have before us the topic of biological evolution, and we are searching the scripture to find out how we, as Bible-believing Christians, can use the Word of God to refute biological evolution. How we can expose this false idea for the origin of human life. And remember, as with each of the topics in this series, we find what we need in the first three chapters of the first book of the Bible, Genesis. So thus far, we have argued against evolution from Genesis 1 and 2, and soon we will turn to Genesis 3. For the last several days, our focus has been Genesis 2, verse 7. That's a great verse that each one of us should memorize and be prepared to share with people we know who promote evolution. That one verse is a succinct description of how God made man, human origin, and for how God made woman— Drop down the page or scroll down the screen in your Bible to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18. I am reading from the second chapter of Genesis, verses 18 through 22. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then the Lord God took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. Genesis 2, 18-22 Friends, that is how God made the first woman. The main point of application in arguing against evolution is this. Notice how the woman was not made from the animals, the cattle, the beast of the field, or the bird of the sky. Woman was made from man. This refutes evolution big time. Woman did not evolve from the animals. She was created by the hands of God, the perfect and great surgeon. As surgeon, God used the divine anesthetic on the first man. Genesis 2.21, the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. What is an anesthetic? It is an agent that a doctor will use to take away a sense of pain. There is general anesthesia, which involves a controlled loss of consciousness. If you have ever had surgery, this was used. You go into a deep sleep while the surgeon opens you up and fixes what is wrong. And then there is local anesthesia that involves loss of sensation in one area of the body. When you get a local anesthetic, you do not lose consciousness, but you also do not feel pain. 
Perhaps your dentist has used this in your mouth. God did not give this divine anesthetic to the man because the man was going to be in pain. This is the garden in Eden before sin enters the garden. There was no pain. The reason God put the man to sleep was so the man would not witness, would not watch, as God removed his rib. As one commentator puts it, that horrid experience to see a portion of yourself removed. Yeah, Adam must have been very thankful that God first put him into a deep sleep and then removed his rib. The local anesthetic would not do, because when the dock goes local, it is only one area of the person that is dull to the invasion of the body. Imagine that God had simply numbed the area where the rib was located on the side of Adam's body, and then Adam watched as God removed the rib. This reminds me of the time I went to the dental surgeon to have wisdom teeth removed. Out comes the syringe with the anesthetic, and I brace myself as the nurse stuck that torture device into the back of my jaw. I hate needles. I cringe sitting here now even thinking of this. I felt the area where the teeth were go totally numb. But what I will not forget is what I heard. True, I could not feel pain, thankfully, but I could still see the drill and then I could hear it. Oh, the sighing. And then I could hear the pulling, the yanking, and I almost wished I had general anesthetic. When sound asleep, I would also not have heard all this going on inside my mouth. Well, obviously, God is very gracious. First, he puts the man into a deep sleep, and then God pulls out not wisdom teeth, but one whole rib. And Adam sleeps through the whole surgery. He wakes up missing one rib, but gaining one wife. Out goes the rib, and in comes the wife. Well, this is a pivotal moment in the history of the whole world. This is a crucial turning point for humanity. This is the time when God does another miracle. God makes the woman. And how does the Lord God do it? He does it directly, compassionately, and miraculously. He does not do it by evolving the woman from an amoeba that eventually evolves into an ape-like creature and through millions and millions of years becomes a woman. No, the Creator removes one of the man's ribs and then God fashions into the woman the rib which God had taken from the man. This is God the surgeon at work. Do you believe it? Well, for those of us who do, we must apply this to our refutation of biological evolution I trust you see why. That adds another key piece to our Bible-based argument. Now come with me to Genesis chapter 3 and let's add one more piece. Let me set this up for you by giving you the context. As we leave Genesis 2, the first man Adam and the first woman Eve are living in the perfect peace of paradise with God and one another along with the animals in the garden in Eden. Tragically, the next chapter opens with the serpent craftily approaching Eve. God has made crystal clear to Adam and Eve that there is one tree in the garden from which they must not eat, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
If they eat of it, God said, surely they will die. The serpent tests and tempts Eve. I'm reading Genesis 3, beginning in verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Ah, Satan, in the form of the serpent, has set the trap. What will Eve do? Verse 6. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. Oh no! Oh yes! Eve first, and then Adam both ate of the forbidden tree. They gave in to Satan's temptation and sinned, and death followed with it. At that very moment, they began the process of physical death, and at that very moment, the man and the woman experienced spiritual death. And here we have the doctrine of death. Sin leads to death, destruction, and devastation. And sin brings death to people and animals alike. In fact, the whole creation groans, as we recently learned on God Is. But even this can be applied to refuting evolution. According to adherents of biological evolution, millions and millions of years of death, disease, and suffering is the process that leads to man's existence. That's the evolutionary view of death. Listen to Charles Darwin writing in his book, The Origin of Species. Quote, Thus, from the war of nature, from famine and death, the most exalted object which we are capable of conceiving, namely the production of higher animals, that is man, directly follows. End quote. He's saying war, famine, and death led to the existence of man. And listen to Carl Sagan the famous cosmologist, atheist, and popular author, to what he writes in his book Cosmos. Quote, The secrets of evolution are death and time. The deaths of enormous numbers of life forms that were imperfectly adapted to the environment. And time for a long succession of small mutations that were by accident adaptive Time for the slow accumulation of patterns of favorable mutations. End quote. In other words, death plus time equals man. It is not God that made Adam and all of the creation. It is not Adam's sin that brought death into the world. It is rather death plus time, according to Sagan. You hear there how backwards and wrong the evolutionists Atheists have it. 
The Bible says God created man and woman in a perfect world where there was no death, disease, or suffering. But when the man and the woman sinned, then death, disease, and suffering entered the world. So there is a big difference in the order of events. Let's pick up on this next time when you join me because God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.